0: Hello and welcome back to episode number 82 of the Puro Caballero Show. We'll go with no intro today because to be quite honest with you, it's uh, I don't find it very appropriate. This is your host, Mario Caballero, and unfortunately, you know, I wish we could join you on better terms, but uh, uh, the world has other plans. So... Uh, It's been almost a month since we last touched in with you guys. I'm doing all right. I'm surviving making it through I hope you're doing the same likewise but uh, Yeah, as I mentioned things are going kind of crazy right now and Yeah, this isn't necessarily something I I plan to do But I felt like it's something I needed to do to kind of put it out there Uh, both just for my own well-being and you know just to show my own support and solidarity for some of the movements that have been going on. And for anybody who's been living under a rock, America right now is going through some very, very thick times in regards in particular to race relations and police brutality and the understanding that this is... Blasphemous, and it's something that needs to stop and it's something that has been a problem for generations and generations. And at this current moment, things have been bubbling over. So to kind of recap, some of the more noteworthy incidents that have kind of taken place in regards to this whole situation. Um, in my last podcast, we did mention um, the fallen... Ahmad Arbery who was gunned down by a couple of uh, white assailants I want to say in rural Georgia simply for jogging in a neighborhood. That's all he did. Completely unjustified. Gunned down that man and murdered him in plain sight. There's the case of uh, Breonna Taylor who was uh off duty Um, I want to say she was working in the medical industry of some sort I cannot remember her particular position but she's at home fighting COVID and there was a no knock warrant that was uh, apparently administered on her property cops came in shot and killed her found no drugs whatsoever at her residence completely unjustified murder once again and the most recent case that has got attention is that of of George Floyd it was uh, in Minneapolis Minnesota a nine minute video came out I should say the video is longer than that but nine minutes of this video showed an officer from Minneapolis Police Department by the name of Derek Chauvin, along with three other police officers who were accomplices in this act of murder and crime, basically pinned the man down with Officer Chauvin, or former Officer Chauvin, I should say, clearly putting his knee into the back of his neck, directly into the pavement. After there was an apparent altercation that occurred, inside the cop car as well that came from another video that got released afterwards but this happened about 10 days ago up to this point i'm talking to you right now is thursday june the 4th and so this incident recorded on footage broadcasted out to the world and it's it's made a tremendous impact it has gone all the way around. I'm pretty sure everybody has seen it at this point. I've. It, it's just so troubling to me. I haven't been able to, to watch the whole dang thing because I know the ending. I know how it ends. We've seen this tale before, and it's just it's too sad. And I don't know if emotion I could I could handle it for a while. I've been those first few days. It's 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 tough for me to. See that again and again and again. It's you know, as a country, we're only strong as our weakest link. And historically, black communities got short end of the stick many, many a times. Statistically, it shows out. It bears out. So this another example, though, it's just police brutality in action and the the cops who were involved and were bystanders are just as complicit I know one of the officers was a, a Hmong man um or from China Chinese I guess Hmong the Hmong community and he was just like basically standing there like, oh, nothing to see here. Well, a man is just screaming for his life. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Man is yelling for his mother who's been passed away for, I want to say, nine years. Nobody in their right mind would do that. you got to imagine the state of duress that he was under. That's just insane and initially it took some pressure for the cops to get fired but all four of them eventually did and then eventually murder charge was brought to the first the first cop third degree it started out I want to say currently at second degree the case has been taken over by the attorney general in the state of Minnesota uh Man by the name of Keith Elson. Well, I think I've brought up in this podcast before another political discussions, but you know, the man who kind of got screwed out of represented the Democratic Party uh, a few years back. But that's another that's another story altogether. He he took he took over the case, and they yeah they upgraded the charges on the cop, which I think is completely justified and is. Needs to be done, or needed to be done. <sighs> but yeah, as a result, there was protests in Minneapolis. Some of those kind of escalated, and there was damage to property on a number of uh, number of parts of the city, from what I've heard and from what I've seen. Now, the people protesting and the people committing this damage to property, some would call looting or rioting or what have you, sometimes they're not necessarily the same people. Some of them have been, but I don't think that necessarily in the grand scheme of things is the most important thing to consider in this situation because... I mean, I can understand why people would do it, even though me, myself, I would refrain from doing so. To understand the pain and suffering of a community who has constantly been ignored and not taken uh, as seriously as they should have, and has been, you know, constantly just minimized and brutalized and profited upon when they through generations have been told to protest peacefully and then they follow through and do so and little has been changed over generations it's like you know they're at wit's end of course you can understand why people would be frustrated and how the hell could we make any changes if nothing happens you know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results to paraphrase it you know from what i've, I've heard from people as far as i know and i know most black people aren't insane so i can understand why they they figure they got to take it to the next level because otherwise people don't take it seriously And to a certain extent, that kind of did happen in this case because when the same thing happens over days and now we're over a week where the protesting and the marching and the destruction of property has continued to happen. And it has spread from not just Minneapolis, not just the Midwest, but to all 50 states in the United States. They've all had marches in solidarity and protests in solidarity. You know, screaming justice for for George Floyd and the like. I mean, it's clear. The people are on the side of justice. And they demand it for the black population and the Black Lives Matter movement has really stepped up to the forefront and, you know, made themselves known. And this has brought some awkward conversations to a lot of different people, but it's moved the needle. Things have, to a certain effect, improved in this go around versus some other go arounds in terms of the response and how effective that's been. So that has been a positive sight to see but the underlying issues are still there so we can't be content necessarily that some of the effects have been dealt with but the underlying causes they still exist and they're still omnipresent in our society in these the structural inequalities and the the racism that is embedded in a lot of our institutions definitely needs to be addressed so we can never forget those things you know regardless of how this week is gone or how we move forward we can never forget that so the fight doesn't stop until that is 100% addressed so you know, if people are new to this whole, the protesting and feeling these uh, sense of righteousness and, and what have you, good, good. Keep it up. It's a long fight. Even though it's long, it's not, you know, fruitless. It's worthwhile. So, just for the betterment of society. If you can push that needle one centimeter, if everybody can push that needle, we'll get somewhere at some point. But it takes everybody. And that's important to know. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And it's pretty evident, it's pretty obvious to see at this point that you know not everybody gets that same same hand dealt to them. Alright, so of course I want to say directly and clearly that black lives do matter. And it's everybody saying all lives matter. You're either ignorant or you prejudice. and sometimes I don't necessarily know which is worse. because if you're ignorant, at the very least, I can still explain to you and, re- and reason with you about this. And there's this fair chunk of people who are just who just are still, unfortunately, there is, unfortunately, however long we've been having this discussion since at the very least 2016. Maybe even since 2014, if you've been following since the, the Ferguson protests and marching. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, because you say Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that the other lives don't matter, alright? The insinuation is that, yes, of course, everybody has fair share of value and worth, Inherently, you know, just by existing and being a human being. But the fact of the matter is, not everybody is treated equally as they should. So the idea is that we need to help those who are most aggrieved to help them get to that back uh, to that equal playing field. That's basically all that is asked for there. So, yes, in theory, all lives may matter, but the fact of the matter is, that term came about to kind of downplay the Black Lives Matter movement as it came to be in popularity a few years ago. So, you gotta understand the origin of where some of these term, the terminology comes from because It has been used to kind of downplay and silence that movement and try to break it up and not have people on the same uh, on the same page and on the same team so it's it's an important thing to kind of note I'm not necessarily the best person to explain these things so there have been many resources online that uh, can kind of help you guide you there I was watching uh, the Latino Rebels Facebook page, and they did a very good discussion today about as a Latino how you could, you know, in the last few days, last few days they've had good ones on as well, but as as a Latino Latina Latinx whatever you identify as, is how you could help, and how you know. You could look within yourself and within your own community to see how certain things might be not blatant but how they might be subtle because i know that has happened in my past with my family and myself too so little small things it's just small things um that could lead to bigger results too so you know whatever ethnicity creed nationality race you are we could do a little bit to help out at the very least we could do a lot to help out but it's something that everybody needs to consider it takes everybody you know so i have some notes here but (sighs) it's just tough man this whole discussion everything is definitely needed it's awkward but you know the truth it can hurt from time to time and yeah man America's been not truthful to people at times in terms of trying to live up to you know the what the founding fathers kind of established and put pen to paper and what they told us (laughs) to a large degree they didn't live it to the full extent themselves a lot of them owned slaves back in the day and being able to compartmentalize you know equality justice and liberty while at the same time enslaving a group of people just is (laughs) Yeah, that's that's something crazy. I know a lot of people tend to be more conservative. Have come out and saying, "What's the deal with the looting and rioting and all that?" <laughs> Can you blame certain black people? Because, I mean, to be honest, kind of learned that shit from white people. I, you know, for the most part, they've taught us through that through the history books that we read in most of the schools here. It took some looting and rioting to kind of get the attention of the British uh, in 1776, no? Or or prior to that, during the American Revolution. Took some looting and rioting to get from the East Coast to the West Coast when there was a plethora of Native American tribes that lived on those lands. So, you know <laughs> takes one to know one, I guess. Seems that's uh, been the successful method to get to this point, right? So <laughs> I've seen that argument put out. I mean, <sighs> listen, like I'm not suggesting people should go out try to rob, and break property, damage property. That's not my MO. I can understand why some people would want to do it though. So, (sighs) it's crazy, crazy, crazy stuff, man. At the same time too, is, you know, some broken window, stolen merchandise, is that as replaceable as... A man's life as well? You know... there's certain levels to things. The other thing too... That has been really discouraging... Is, has been the response from... The police themselves... And how militarized... They've been. And it's like demonstrated... Very clearly in a lot of these... Uh, protests, demonstrations, marches... What have you. Because the cops... A lot of instances have been instigators um, and have not followed through with their, you know, right to protect the people, man. They've been doing the opposite. They've been, in certain instances, terrorizing them. I've seen videos from Los Angeles, Houston, Chicago, Minneapolis, D.C., um, where else? uh Dallas where you know New York City where they've been getting aggressive with people just hitting bystanders I've seen cars driving into crowds of people I've seen man uh cops decking uh You know, innocent protesters Tackling them I've seen pepper sprays for uh, The press People who have like uh, Announced themselves to be the press Be sprayed right in the face Crazy stuff, man I've seen From people I know here in LA A lot of the cops Have certain tactics like Uh, allowing protesters to march and then announcing a curfew let's say around like 6 o'clock but announcing it at like around 5 and then also um, (laughs) lining up their officers so they're like blocking in the protesters so that they basically don't have anywhere to go so then when the curfew hits they're able to just shut down the streets and round them all up and basically arrest them just for passing curfew. I know a few people who have uh, gotten arrested in the last few days just off of their social media looking at them and talking to a few of them uh, for that same same reason. And this has happened multiple times, uh, most notably in downtown Los Angeles from what I've heard. But, yeah, so they've been a little nefarious in terms of how they've been able to when there might quell certain things. There, there was a lot of... a lot of looting that was going down in downtown, though. So, At the same time, I did see that certain cops were letting certain looting happen, and at other times they were uh, attacking other protesters. Like, their level of aggression doesn't match necessarily the level of uh, uh, what's going on. <laughs> I mean... There's been people who have said stuff to officers and then had guns drawn at them. I've seen that. Pointing guns up at buildings because people were yelling at the at the cops. Uh, I've seen people... Yeah. <laughs> Videos of them drawing guns on folks. It's crazy, crazy. There was a video of... A liquor store that had gotten robbed. Black-owned liquor store. The owners are outside of the property. They call the police to help them get the perpetrators. And When the police come, they immediately handcuff and, and start to uh, become confrontational with the people who called them for help. Just because they happen to be black. It was so wild. There's been so many freaking videos of the type that have been coming out. And it's just so discouraging, and it's unfortunate. Ah <sighs> oh, man, because this—it just goes to show you that, like these institutions, they don't properly account for, you know, the training and. Everything that's needed to deal with people on a day to day basis, on a face to face basis, without being aggressive, the de escalation tactics and and just the lack of need for you know, weaponry. And man, you see how these officers are decked out like robocops everywhere, man. And like we're having trouble during this thing, pandemic, being able to get supplies to nurses and, and hospitals and doctors, you know, but we could supply every damn uh, police force in the country man with the uh, riot gear and all the like and it's like man does it have to be that way man so I've seen a lot of movements for like defunding the police and whatnot. so that's one solution for you right there man it was announced that the city of LA was thinking of removing 100 to 150 million in funding to the LAPD uh, due to pressure it's a start. I know there's a lot more that goes to them, but I guess it's a start, so some people have been very, um, you know, shown positive sign for that. <laughs> people complain that, uh, you know, about certain tactics of uh, protesting and whatnot, but hey, man protests happened in 68 and they got uh, the uh, equal rights uh, amendment I think passed or civil rights amendment and there's some legislation that got passed I know uh, after rioting occurred follow, I want to say it was following MLK's death um, so hey man sometimes that's what it takes and it's, it's it's a sad reality but it's what it takes yeah, it's been it's craziness. Like the news and the stories that's been going on, it's, it's been wild. The different protests have had different levels of uh, commotion and issues that have come along. There have been k- reported cases of what they call agent provocateurs. So these are people who uh, don't necessarily um, align themselves with the message per se, but they want to co opt uh, whatever movement that they're using for their own good so there's been rumors that it's been far left groups and far right groups uh far left groups would include the i guess the antifa uh, movement that people want to talk about that's blown up on the news all the time so or anarchists i think it's more anarchists that have been the ones who have been promoting the 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 what you know destruction of property and all that stuff uh, more so than I'd say the Antifa folks. I think those people are more interested in, um, <laughs> you know, getting confrontational with the, the fucking neo-Nazi motherfuckers. So, um, but yeah, that's that's been rumored in certain places that it's been them, who have been the aggressors, and have started to damage property and stuff like that. And then there's been. Some people who think it's the far right uh, in certain cases. So that would be like the, um, you know, alt right, um, neo Nazi type of wing, where they want to, you know, try to make blend in to become a part of the group and then from there, you know, cause escalations, cause the police to crack down on them because. Uh, what happens is, especially when it was, like, a lot of white people who, uh, become aggressive, they're the ones that tag up buildings, they're the ones that damage stuff, if the cops do show up, oftentimes, they're still gonna disproportionately arrest the people who, uh, are of color, who are gonna be in that area at the time, so, there's times that they don't get punished evenly and equally, so there's been a lot of videos of, like, uh, the black post testers telling, um, you know, white writers, it's like, yo, you guys need to calm down because they're going to come down and crack on us. Like, you guys aren't going to be the one punished and it's not going to be our fault, but you're going to screw us over. So, there's been different videos and confrontations like that. So, yeah, some people think it's people on the right that want to get, you know, get aggressive and then do so. Uh, there also have been a lot of undercover cops that I've seen uh, posted up in, in different uh, uh, capacity. Some of them doing the damaging themselves, not even under covers. I've seen some that have been in full on like riot gears that have gone around with their batons and they're smashing windows, <laughs> and then people take the videos and the pictures later on and they see, look at what happened, and you don't realize who did it, right? So they just lump everybody together. So that has been happening. I've seen, I've seen that, which is fucking nasty, and some of the things that make it a little curious in terms of like uh, what they see or whatever, um, in terms of like what's really going on the thing that's been really obvious is the many times that there's been piles of bricks that have been placed on the paths of uh, where the marches are I think in particular in Houston and I want to say in Atlanta as well when Lord knows there's not any construction that's being done in certain areas but why the hell is there piles of bricks everywhere? It was also reported, I want to say, in the Orange County. I can't remember exactly where, but yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like they're placing them there because they want people to throw them into buildings. There's been some videos of, yeah, people who are, you know, breaking down the bricks from the sidewalks, you know, with hammers or whatever, and trying to throw those through windows. So... Um, there's been a couple of videos of people like attacking those provocateurs and making sure that they they don't do no damage. So shout out to everybody who's been able to to stop that in their respect. So um but yeah, man, things have been crazy. National Guard getting called in. Fucking Trump escalating stuff with his rhetoric on Twitter, talking about if uh if they if the looting starts, the shooting starts when like the origins of that come from a very prejudiced and deep seated place of hatred (laughs) it's like man just this last uh, weekend Trump did a photo op in front of a church nearby uh, the White House and there was protesters outside so the police basically tear gassed them forced them to move just so Trump could have that photo out. <laughs> With the windows boarded up behind the church. His full holding the Bible like he holds a goddamn uh, menu from a, uh, a, a deli or a diner or some shit. Like, what the fuck, bro? Hmm. Using the imaging to talk to his base man it is it is ridiculous it's like the lack of leadership shown on his side and just how he wasn't addressing it and oh, it's, uh, now he's being super aggressive talking about how he'll send in the, the military if the governors don't wanna start cracking skulls pretty much <laughs> pretty fucking wild Oh, man. Yeah, National Guard has been posted up here in Los Angeles, a lot of other cities. Seen videos of them just rolling through town. I've actually seen them roll around on the freeway a couple times uh, as I've been around town. Um, They basically set up shop right there at the L.A. Convention Center in downtown L.A. And so they've been deploying some of the, I don't know if they've, tanks necessarily but I know they have like Humvees and like um uh whatchamacall all the Hummers and stuff all equipped with them hanging off the side so pretty crazy man pretty crazy times uh man I will say this thing is complicated so much more by the fact that there's actually a pandemic going on and this coronavirus is still wreaking havoc on many communities disproportionately with the black community unfortunately i know in the uk i've seen studies i've seen uh read some stuff about the cases here in the u.s Initially, it was considered something of like affluence because those are the people who tended to travel internationally. But then once it got released and exposed to more of the general population, uh, communities of color, particularly the black community in America, has been, um, you know, dis- they're disproportionately at risk because um, more often than not they tend to be uh, have the pre-existing health conditions that make it easier more susceptible to to get the disease and if you get the disease it's more likely that uh, it becomes fatal Um, so you know obesity heart disease uh, asthma Um, so I fall into that category too so I've been really concerned and really um, at times worried and anxious about my own health because of that because if I contact it, there's a chance that it might be more damaging for me than if somebody else who has a you know healthier lungs, uh, respiratory system, and what have you. So, to that extent, that has been my main concern with, and my main, uh, or one of one of the thoughts I should say for for all the people who have been protesting in and out there is I really hope that they take care of themselves and remain healthy because. Um, You gotta be there for the long haul, man. Like you, you know what I mean. Like we've everything that's been built can't die with the people. It's gotta keep continuing, keep moving forward. So you gotta make sure that you're there for the long haul, so that the fight can continue, right? So I've been praying for people and hoping that they stay healthy. The thing with this virus is it takes weeks for it to 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 show up so we're not gonna know for a while what the effects are I did see a couple articles and headlines about the cases going up Uh, some of that could be tied to states reopening as well too so there's different factors that can be involved with that so yeah that's kind of a different discussion for a different day but I guess in relations to to my concerns like I really um, I'm concerned for my own health man and that's um, one of the reasons why I did take a COVID test a few weeks ago uh, via the LA uh, County which has made them uh, free to take Um, so I highly recommend everybody to sign up and get tested I did return back negative uh, so that is as of like two weeks ago I want to say like March the 22nd I want to say is when I took the the test, um, the twenty first. Excuse me. So as of the twenty first, I'm I'm clean. But I mean, even within that time, I could still have gotten it. So who knows? Who really knows? But it's hard for me to say it. But like, I feel like I'm not even with these concerns. It's kind of helped help me to want to stay home and not show up. But. I feel like I'm not doing my part as much as I can because I sympathize with every single movement and everything that has been going on. And I think eventually I will step out and and join some of the, the rallies that have been out there. But I've been trying to help out in other ways. And I know I'm not saying... What i'm about to say for any cloud or anything like that but i just want to demonstrate that even if you're not necessarily there there's other ways that you could aid and abet this movement to continue right so uh i've been uh lucky enough to have still been receiving unemployment throughout the last few weeks a few months um, when some people I know have been struggling to get those funds that they need so I've been in a good place enough financially where I felt it was prudent that I could start sharing some of that um, so I sent some money to a couple people uh, who I know and I trust them to uh, to distribute it to the right, the right localities uh, one person in particular who I want to shout out is my uh, my high school football teammate, uh, Ray Guyton, uh, he's a year older than me, went to St. Mary's High School, grew up in Stockton, uh, real cool dude. Um, yeah, he was a, a dude who was like r- really about his shit. He was really smart, really educated, but also was right, self-righteous and would stand up for himself and would stand up for others too. I really, he was a real true leader in many senses of the world. but uh any in any event he's uh currently living in the state of uh, minnesota uh, played some college football out there and now currently works and lives out there right and he expressed his frustrations and his, his uh his rage really um on social media i want to say this was instagram first when i saw it but he he knew he was determined that he wanted to make an impact one way or the other, and he saw that the damages that the um, you know the protesting and the writing that kind of happened to a lot of different businesses and how it impacted the people who lived in Minnesota and in Minneapolis in particular. There was a lot of people who said that they they felt that there was people who took advantage of the opportunity and it came from out of out of the city or out of the state and just to cause ruckus and damage. So. It, the people who live within the city were the ones who, a lot of them, they were the ones who, who suffered. They lost, you know, crucial businesses that they needed. Um, crucial supplies and, and what have you were just not available. So there was a lot of different communities, um, grassroots efforts that are like on the, on, the, on the ground floor that made an effort to try to get these communities for the people who are these... Uh, Supplies for the communities that live there. So Ray being a. Uh, a class act. Put up a call. On social media. That he was trying to. Raise money. Raise funds so that he could. Go grocery shopping. In the communities outside of Minneapolis. The Twin Cities. Drive into the town. And provide them. So that these. These different organizations can distribute them you know to the people who need them his goal was to reach i think two twenty one hundred dollars i want to say he got over thirty five hundred four thousand dollars worth of donations and i i gave him some money and i told him thank you for doing the lord's work and he i knew with him that he was going to go to the right hands and yeah this man he, he did his work so thank you ray um, I'm glad I was able to help you guys out and, you know, um, just what, like, small things that have been able to been done. <coughs> just really, really amazing. It just shows, yeah, we can come together and show that home humanity does have its own redeeming qualities and, you know, it's not for nothing man so um, glad I was able to help him out and there's been a lot of other um, organizations and people on the on the uh, ground floor who've been doing doing good work and you know when I've seen people that have uh, been having these matching donation campaign things I've been trying to you know do my part and share some of that money that I can with different people. So I highly recommend being able, people being able to go online and do, do so. Um, there's many different organizations and foundations. Do your own research. I understand not every person has a clean slate or is necessarily um, without their own faults. So, you know, I always hesitate with, you know, Donations and giving money to different causes because you know, you don't know if you're gonna be bamboozled. So um, it, hel- it helps having people that you know that are Really with the shit and they're really solid people. So once again, shout out to my homie Ray guy And uh, there's many many other people, but he is he's is one of the people in in particular who I saw just really making an, an effort to, to make a difference there oh, Man I do still feel guilty though for not not showing up to the these rallies myself. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I do feel like uh, at a certain point I need to make make myself uh, no not necessarily for myself but just to show my solidarity. It's for everybody. You no, know, we're just as strong as as weakest link, man. You know, we can't move forward if everybody doesn't move forward, right? So. We gotta lift everybody up. So, um, yeah, you've been hearing a lot of boom sounds, has been constant fireworks that have been kind of ongoing. Um, it was Memorial Day weekend recently, too. So, people have just been stockpiling, but a lot of that's been popping off in certain areas where protests have uh, kind of uh, happened, especially late at night, too. So, people have been firing fireworks off. But All over, all over, man. All right, man. (sighs) 45 minutes in, uh, I feel like I've gotten a lot of this off of my chest, man. Um, Yeah, man, defund the police, man. Black Lives Matter. Uh, I wanna also give a a shout out to Campaign Zero. The people are looking for suggestions on what they can do. I'd say that uh, that's a very good place to start. Came to my attention recently, uh, in regards to, um, you know, a place to look. There's a lot of white people gonna asking what can be what can be done. What's what's substantive, uh, substantial changes can be made. You know, following the hashtag 8can'twait program is definitely something that. Uh, Statistically as shown has been successful different eight different policies that um, have been known to reduce uh, the level of brutality and the level of violence that has been committed from police officers against the community, especially against uh, the black community and and, uh, other peoples of color um, to a lesser extent, but definitely to an extent. First one, banning chokeholds and strangleholds. Second one, requiring de-escalation. Uh, require a warning before shooting. There's a lot of states that do not do that, a lot of cities. Exhausting all alterna- alternatives before shooting. Um, uh, having a duty to intervene. Um, uh, banning shooting at moving vehicles. This is a common sense thing that does not apply. Because if you shoot at a moving vehicle, you may kill the driver. That driver may kill other people because the vehicle is still in motion. So it's, it's a common sense thing. I've known people who have uh, fallen victim to gun violence uh, in this manner. Not necessarily by the police, but just in that manner. And that did cause damage otherwise to other people. Um, establishing use of force continuum. Uh, (laughs) they're restricting higher levels of force to only the most extreme situations so a lot of times that gets escalated and is done prior and requiring all force to be reported. so those 8 steps statistically have been shown to um, assist different uh, police forces in how they've been able to help the people so I know D. Ray McKesson was the one who put me onto that. So there's many other different resources, different places you could go. All right, this goes way beyond just putting a hashtag Black Lives Matters picture or whatnot. I know there's a lot of people who mean good, I mean well, but some of it just comes off as a little disingenuous from time to time. Um, I do appreciate people being able to share their experiences and just say, Hey, I was ignorant or I was wrong. Or, I, I do need to change my thinking, or, you know, um, or what have you. It's just some of, I don't know, sometimes it just, some stuff comes off as disingenuous. Do your very best to limit that as much as possible. I know there's certain people who have uh, really gone um, kind of above and beyond to demonstrate that to some of their, their followers and whatnot. And, um, know the support is much needed definitely make sure you you hit it right on the tone okay it's difficult line to kind of cross but it's in a subjective too um that's just my only suggestion there um yeah there's been so many different missteps from different people we'll kind of talk about some of the specifics that i've kind of seen um yeah (sighs) some people that have really up screwed themselves over in regards to how they've addressed this, uh, this whole ongoing situation, the protesting. Um, yeah. So like, if you're going to help out, don't, or if you're going to go to the rally, don't just do it for a photo op. Like, you know what I mean? There are certain precautions that you got to take and there's certain people who advise, including not. Uh, Having your tracking technology follow you while you're there, which would be, uh, which means, you know, putting your phone on airplane mode, you know, turning off your GPS, those kind of things. Not taking Ubers to like the rallying points and what have you. There's um, people who say, uh, yeah. Because of that, you shouldn't maybe necessarily be doing as many live videos because then the cops can definitely use that information to uh, strategize how they're going to make the people disperse a lot of times with your force. So um, that's kind of advised. It's also advised to kind of blur out people's images and not just place black markers over them because I know images have um, information embedded within them. So sometimes taking screenshots of images, posting those. Um, so it removes some of that information that is embedded within the image, uh, which makes it a flat image itself. Nothing. It's not as dynamic. Um, yeah, I mean, so, so some of those things have been suggested, wearing nondescript black clothing. Uh, some people still recommended wearing the masks or what have you. but. With the marching you're rallying you're protesting you're gonna be chanting a lot of stuff so i understand why people haven't necessarily followed through with that that has been one of my things that's kind of made me hesitant to join them but at the certain times but i that's just me that's me okay that shouldn't be everybody that shouldn't come into everybody's consideration and thought process i i would say so is that a privilege that I have the ability to consider that and not just the need to go do it? Yes, I'll, 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 I'll address that. Yep, it might be, it might be. So, so much sympathy with the man. This is the second time we've heard a, uh, somebody die at the hands of a cop saying, I can't breathe. Second time. Mm. As an asthmatic, I have sympathized because that's all I want I, I need I need that breath man So <laughs> in times when you don't know when the next one's going to come and it's, uh, I just oof Those feelings in those moments are just so terrifying at the very least, it's it's a it's a disease I guess me versus or a condition that gets me, and not the police, man. It's asthma, not the cops. So that's a it's a great difference there. Hmm. I at least have ways to treat it medically. So far, we haven't had ways to treat it here in in American society. So. I hope that changes. I really do. I really, I'm really hopeful. Seems like every generation gets a little bit more knowledge, knowledgeable about these things. So, I'm hopeful. Like we said, there's been more progress in this case than there has been in other cases. There's <sighs> a lot. It's a lot to deal with. A lot to handle, man. It's a lot to handle. Hmm. Alright, I mean, let me just, since the big one of the backbones of my life and one of the things I pay attention to regularly is the world of sports, this ongoing discussion and situation has intertwined itself with uh, the world of sports on a couple different occasions. And so here's, a, I mean, some of the instances that I've kind of come across and, and found. So first And foremost Steven Jackson The man Was friends with George Floyd Grew up with him And Called him his twin The two honestly share a lot of similarities They do look A lot alike And He's been one of the people who's been at the forefront Speaking up At rallies On behalf of the family And he's been doing a terrific job of it. He's been doing a great job, being eloquent, direct, and he's uh, done well on camera. There's been so many moments and a lot of different quotes that he's come across that deserve recognition, but like the one that I saw here where he's condemning the Minneapolis police officers, saying, When was murder ever worth it? Just putting things into consideration. It's just. The video of him playing with uh, uh, George's daughter, Gianna, six year old daughter, Gianna. Talking about his daddy changed the world. It's just. Man. It's heart wrenching. It's tough. So I can't imagine what he's going through, let alone that his family as well, too. I mean, the man... It's leaving a family behind, man. It's another... another sad reality, man. But there's been a lot of members of the NBA community that have shown their support, not just online through via social media, but a lot of them actually have been... You know, taking to the streets. I know Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon in particular, joined a protest last week in Atlanta. Jalen driving 15 hours from Boston to take part and hold that rally. Uh, Enos Cantor himself held one. Um, uh, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson and were among some of the Warriors players who joined. A protest in Oakland led by Oakland native Juan Toscano Anderson so those are just a few of the people I know Mark is smart as well those are people that I can just think of off the top of my head in the NBA world who've done their part and you know helping bring that that awareness there Um, The NBA Coaches Association ended up forming a Committee on Racial Injustice, Um, so that's one. Another group that is looking to tackle those issues, those underlying issues. A lot of the organizations have come out and showed statements of support for the Black Lives Matter movement and the protesters. Rockets owner uh Tillman Fertita even said it protesters are what makes America great, quote unquote. So overall I'd say the movement that way has been you know, pretty vocal. Greg Popovich himself never the one to shy away is uh, from these these topics. He's expressed support in the past for Black Lives Matter, so and he's been blasting Donald Trump for the lack of leadership during this whole this whole crisis, and really has taken him to task through via the media, as he should, as more people should, because we've like accepted his incompetence, man. And it's, I mean, the four years almost up, man. We'll see if he sticks around. I have issues with candidates and whatnot, but I mean, definitely don't want Trump in there. So there's that. Um, personally, personally, I won't speak for myself. Um, you know, there were there were some people who did have some questionable responses, I guess, to this whole ongoing situation. Uh, one person who was put under pressure was the Knicks owner and owner of uh, MSG, James Dolan. So they were, they remained silent throughout the whole ongoing situation. And James Dolan ended up defending his silence on the situation, not once, but twice. You know, he's saying that uh, it's not the organization's duty to speak on such issues and that actions are more important than than just statements which I can agree upon but they basically, it's like it doesn't cost you much to do so people were reporting that Dolan doesn't want to sour the relationship between him and the New York Police Department which I can understand but it's just like there's a lot of people within the organization who were upset at the lack of a, of a message. And he came back and defended it in a second message again too. So it just shows that I guess he values that relationship more towards protecting and not lambasting the police department of New York City than he does with the uh Movement for social justice for the black community. Um, So, I guess that kind of speaks for itself. He has gotten credit in the past for hiring uh, black members of his uh, to uh, his front office uh, and promoting them from within as well, too. But a show of support would go a ways. As well, you, know, you see. I don't know if you guys hear the. I co- got the cops. We got the ghetto bird flying overhead, man. Shit has been real over here. <laughs> Police helicopters have been putting in work, man. It's been out there routinely. My goodness. So yeah, uh, Jim Dolan. You could do better, man. You could do better, James Dolan. Whatever. A lot of issues with that guy a lot of issues the other thing that I noticed pretty remarkable and kind of hits a little host close to home Sacramento Kings announcer Grant Napier had a little bit of an interaction on Twitter with a former member of the team DeMarcus Cousins uh, DeMarcus decided to hit up Grant Napier via uh, via Twitter saying hey man what are your thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement? I think he knew what he was doing. He was fishing for something there, and guess what? Grand Napier decided to bite. He responded in kind. Hey Ben, haven't heard it, haven't uh, heard from you in a long time. Hope everything's well. Uh, <laughs> he said, "All lives matter." I've always believed that or I was always taught that. This is day one. S- something to that effect. I <laughs> can't remember how he finished the tweet. But he basically sent an all lives matter tweet out. Not the smartest thing to do in that situation. So Tarkus responded like SMH, I knew it. I knew it. And as soon as that happened this dude got lambasted by so many different people for those remarks cause as I mentioned it's about the context of how those words are used alright we're at the point where the context of the terms all lives matter it's not the same as it was ten years ago, okay? We have to understand the nuance here. And <laughs> where things come from. So Yeah. He got roasted by cousins, he got roasted by Chris Weber saying that I always uh what did he say? He said some stuff, man. Let me see here. Freaking crazy. Oh man. Yeah, alright, here's the thing. Yeah, so cousins, this was the initial tweet. What's your take on BLM? Hey, how are you? Thought you forgot about me. Haven't heard from you in years. All caps. All lives matter. Dot dot dot. Every single one. Reply from Demarcus. LOL, as expected. Matt Barnes would expect nothing less from a closet racist chris weber uh this is hold on what is the response here uh ah uh. Hmm. Alrighty. Chris Weber saying, Demarcus, we know and have known who, who Grant is. The team knows as well. I've told them many times. They've seen it. They know who he is. Two clown emojis. Yeah, man. Um. This was his response. Uh, if it came across as dumb, I apologize. That was not my intent. That's how I was. I was raised. It has been engraved in me since I can remember. I've been doing more listening than talking the past few days. I believe the past few days will change this country for the better. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is not the first time people have had issues with him. He was on his show. First off, he's kind of a blowhard from the East Coast who kind of shows his his big city attitude in small-town Sacramento and kind of uses that to create cachet for himself he's been with the team for a long time since like 88 i want to say so he has been established with the franchise for a while there is an incident when donald sterling was came up came about that whole thing he kind of defended him on air on his radio show in sacramento KHTK uh sports 1140. Uh, he basically said he can't be racist since he hired black people. Was, was how he defended it, right? So, yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. So, this all blew up and he basically resigned uh, two days ago. Over this whole thing. So, King's going to come back to the NBA. We'll talk about that at another time, but they're going to need a new announcer. So, hopefully one that uh, takes ethics courses and understands what's going on. Racial sensitivity training. (coughs) excuse me. Oh, man. In the world of football, there are some people who protest as well. Most notable one being Deshaun Watson, so... He attended his protest in uh, Houston to support him. Shout out to Houston, though. I saw a lot of black cowboys going out there, too. People on horseback riding through the streets. That was kind of cool to see. Uh, let's see. The big controversy happened in the NFL, though. It was coming from not a black player, but from a white player, surprisingly. This guy, he's a guy who maybe we thought got it had understood what was going on <laughs> maybe not maybe not so much maybe it wasn't so clear uh, Drew Brees had a quote just talking to you, like Yahoo Finance in an interview and they're asking him uh, so on the backdrop of you know the NFL experiencing the protests during uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick's last few years in the NFL uh what are your thoughts on NFL players possibly protesting once again, considering what happened under the George Floyd situation? And he basically was saying that I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the U.S. flag, uh, disrespecting the flag, as if the kneeing was intended to be disrespectful towards the flag. And never, not once was the initial message that came forward from the people protesting. They had issues with police brutality. had nothing with the military or the flag itself. It was like a distinction that needed to be made that uh, people in certain, you know, political leanings took that and attacked it. And they kind of weaponized it to kind of create dissension and division. And so there was a lot of discussions in a lot of NFL locker rooms from what I've heard when this thing happened. So people heard from different sides to kind of see where the messaging was coming from and where the thoughts were. And it was thought that Drew Brees was on that level of understanding with some of his teammates, I mean there's images of him kneeling in solidarity with some of his other teammates during the national anthem. There's pictures of that. It's evidence. Apparently that rhetoric and the explanation I guess did not get through to him or he must have lost track of that. I don't know. People have gone through their own links to show pictures of him and ties a different conservative people and whatnot I think he's got a picture of him and Trump and all that so but I, like I understand those relationships at the same time you'd be very clear in not delineating the two between the protests and what feelings you might have politically all right those twos don't don't they don't have to be in opposition with each other, necessarily. Some people take more hardline stances and say, fuck them all, who's, like, not on our side. I don't know if we can necessarily say that. I, Or at least I could necessarily agree to saying that, to be 100% fair. We can get into a different discussion uh, on a different day. But he basically was taken to task, though, by a lot of players in the NFL some some, including his teammates Malcolm Jenkins who just resigned with the Saints this last offseason one of the more vocal people basically told him to shut the fuck up and listen and not say shit he eventually took a video down but I think the sentiment remains Ed Reed called him a sucker I could tell he wanted to say some, some more nastier words but he, he kind of refrained from doing so. kind of held himself back a little bit there. But there's so many people saying SMH, this is not it. It's like come on man, we thought you we thought you were we thought you did I thought we thought you knew better. We thought you were kind of on, on at least at a certain level of understanding, but he came out, made a couple statements, what have you. Let's see give you the quotes. Breeze, boom. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, so he lettered. uh, Told ESPN that he stands with his teammates, fighting for racial equality and justice, but also with the military, past and present. Uh, I think he's uh, what's his name? Malcolm Jenkins spoke with Breeze. Think they had a discussion. This is what Bree said. In an attempt to talk about respect, unity, and solidarity centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issues we are facing right now as a country. They lacked awareness and any type of compassion or empathy. Instead, those words have become divisive and hurtful, and have misled people into believing that somehow I am an enemy. This cannot be farther from the truth and is not an accurate reflection of my heart or my character. This is where I stand. I stand with the black community in the fight against systemic racial injustice and police brutality and support the creation of real policy change that will make a difference. I condemn the years of oppression that have taken place throughout our black communities and still exist today. I'll acknowledge that we as Americans, including myself, have not done enough to fight for the equality or the truly understanding, understand the struggles of the plight of the black community. I recognize that I am part of the solution and can be a leader for the black community in this movement. I will never know what it's like to be a black man or raise black children in America, but I will work every day to put myself in these shoes and fight for what is right. I have always been an ally. It's capital all, all caps always. Never been an enemy. I'm sick about the way my comments were perceived yesterday, but I take full responsibility and accountability. I recognize that I should be, I should do less talking and more listening. And when the black community is talking about their pain, we all need to listen. For that, I'm very sorry and ask your forgiveness. Uh. F- yeah, he put another video out. I haven't seen the video. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Looks like he dressed the team in an hour-long virtual meeting. Yeah. Uh Let's see. Apparently it was vulnerable necessary conversation. Let's see. Um it's an uncomfortable situation open up the floor for open line of communication that will make the locker room stronger through better understanding um, so at the very least you gotta credit him for making the apology and and realizing where he misstepped um, at least I hope that's a sincere you gotta be able to take the person as much as you can you know based off of the character at face value a lot of people say he's a man of his character so some people are giving him that uh, <clears throat> not leeway, but I guess that uh, that level of understanding. There's a lot of people who have uh, said that. However unfortunate this is, it can't be turned as a positive. Bring the discussion within that community in that locker room. It's just disheartening because some people feel like this is like we're we're back to square one from where we were when Kaepernick was protesting. So, yeah, uh, a lot of people have been saying, man, if you ought to, li- y'all ought to listen to him. Maybe we wouldn't have been here at this point, this moment in time, and I kind of agree with that, man. So, I mean, NFL kind of can kind of look in the mirror there. I know one of the former members of the NFL's um, oh my goodness, somebody who used to work within the NFL office did mention that it was true that that he was being blackballed not because of his talent but because of his stance and no team wanted to touch him because they felt that his uh, protesting would hurt the bottom line so a lot of credence to the fact that uh, given to the fact that the NFL knew about this blackballing and they didn't want it to go to court and they didn't want those records to be actually shown maybe a reason why they settled with Mr. Kaepernick in that court settlement because they didn't want the truth to come out so yeah a lot of people coming out saying things could have been different man I kind of agree with them. I agree oh man crazy so yeah Drew Brees under a lot of heat right now I hope he makes commitments financially and otherwise to supporting different causes for the black community because, I mean, many of the teammates helped him get to where he's at, and a lot of them are black. So if he can't understand that and realize that, then, man, we st- we still got some deep issues. I know Killer Mike, he spoke on the topic and was talking about how... Um, as somebody who plays in the South, he's got to be cognizant of the fact that racial tensions are still very much alive. And <laughs> the constant use of the Confederate flag in that part of the country is just another indication that people don't necessarily quite get it in terms of how offensive and how how much on the wrong side of history those, those people who fought for... Um, you know, trying to keep slavery <laughs> pretty much around. Sad. It's sad. This is a long, deep seated. This is like so much history and so much neglected violence against the black community that's happened. It's I'll never feel that pain. I'll say that. But man, how can you not sympathize when you read? When you read and you know what really happened. All right, let's move on. One more football-related note. Uh, Oklahoma State linebacker Eamon uh, ogbong Bamiga ended up testing positive for COVID-19 after attending a protest in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, I mean, this made national news just because he's a football player for a Big 12 program, but... <clears throat> like I said, this could be anybody, so... Take precautions, get tested and if you do end up getting sick because of that be smart man distance yourself do whatever you can to recover if you have symptoms or if you don't man this is this is a scary time the scary time and you know we'll see in a few weeks where we're at as a country and as a as a as a globe man because there's a lot of places that are suffering through the the disease through both diseases the disease of racism and the disease of coronavirus been too long man we'll move to baseball uh, Max Kepler outfielder for Minnesota Twins I want to say outfielder all-star player for the Minnesota Twins apologizes for wearing a Blue Lives Matter mask it was one of those um oh man what the hell do they call him let's see uh, toques, something like that. Um, let's see. Oh, so they're called neck gaiters or buffs. Um, it's like uh, what was the other term? It's like a a toque or face mask type of thing, but it's like. It's like the tube ones he was rocking one and it was designed with the blue lives matter American flag if you're not familiar it's the American flag all the stripes are turned black including the where the uh, stars are located and then there's one blue stripe to represent the thin blue line uh, so it's like an all lives matter, thin blue line, um, neck gaiter, kind of mask, um, neck tubes. Yeah. <laughs> so he was rocking one, shouting the out, saying, hey, thanks for sending me this. And he says he had no idea what the connotations were for the blue lives matter thing. Especially in this ongoing circumstances where it's like... It's basically, are you on the side of black people or are you on the side of cops? And he kind of took the side of cops there. And so he he had to issue big apologies. Um, people will say, yes, he was... Uh, um, not from America. He was born in Germany. But, you know, he is... Uh, he didn't grow up in America for the most part. So... Max Kepler yeah he does play the outfield so yeah he was born in Germany but I mean he's grown up over here so he should have some idea of what those uh, the connotations should mean so some people were giving him a pass a lot of people are not though yeah so yeah he just put that out on Instagram and Actually, it was a, an actual mask. It wasn't a gator, that gator thing. So. I don't know how that but that matters. <laughs> I got a couple. I own a couple of those. Those are pretty cool. I sometimes wear them as, as headbands or use them to work out. Wear them at festivals. Um, so, yeah. But he had a face mask, though. He had to apologize because of that. MLB has come out and had shared some statements though. Ray saying that they're committing a hundred thousand per year to organizations fighting systemic racism. Uh MLB itself came out and said that our game has zero tolerance for racism and racial injustice, um, among other things. So they've made their own statements. Teams have made their own statements as well in um, solidarity with that. Uh. <clears throat> but. Uh, All right, so it was uh, former A's catcher Bruce Maxwell. He was the first guy to, and the only player to kneel in MLB uh, during the times when the president was harsh on Colin Kaepernick, calling him sons of bitches, and basically saying that they should fire everybody who kneels. Um, So, yeah, he did that. And eventually, um, (laughs) yeah, was released by the team so he was he has some statements recently about like um calling out the late response to George Floyd death um saying MLB it doesn't shock him because it did take MLB a while for for, for them to to make a statement <laughs> it doesn't shock me they are the last board to say something when I did my thing my team supported me at the time but MLB didn't really back me um so yeah the reality that black community lives in fear or anxiety over racial discrimination prejudice or violence is unacceptable uh that's what mlb said let's see um he said he's still criticized with the stand he took because he they still have the messages i had the kid the other day come out on my team and just said f you on my instagram he was like people like you're the problem that we have in this country I had a guy reach out to me last year in the middle of my season down here in Mexico that told me that he hopes me and my family die a horrible death. Three years and I still get it. It's the hate. It's the hate. So he's been playing in the Mexican League since uh, he last played in the majors in 2018. So, yeah. He was saying that he believes his protests is the reason why he didn't get another job. Um, <laughs> yeah. He did have an incident where he waved a gun at a a delivery food driver. He says that he was getting death threats and that he was uh, receiving a lot of hate, backlash, and that his mental state was going crazy and that he needed, he was defending himself for that. So, you know, back in the news, though. MLB owes a lot of his history though to, to a lot of the black players that came before him. So, but yeah, just to show you how crazy this uh, the support and has has gone in the world of sports. It's gone international. I mean, there's been protests in other countries, Netherlands, in London, in New Zealand, Australia, um, all over the globe. I've seen I've seen support. So. Uh, in the world of soccer the world of football they've, they've also made statements I know Liverpool they decided to take a knee during training on June 1st in support of George Floyd I want to say um, also Tottenham if I'm not mistaken let me double check Chelsea was one of the teams that Nelson support. Liverpool, Chester, Leicester City, and Newcastle have all shown support uh, for the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, yeah, Leicester. Chelsea was the team that uh, formed an H for human. Um, there's been players who've made statements themselves. Um, that's just in England though. Germany is the only country that still has teams playing currently. Uh, they released um, you know some restrictions and they've been able to get the, their league up and moving. So the Bundesliga is playing without fans. Jaden Sancho, a you know black British man, who plays for Bruce Dortmund, scored a goal, <clears throat> released, uh, revealed a, a message on his undershirt saying justice for George Floyd. There was also one of his teammates as well who made a statement. Uh, Ashraf Hakimi. They both had shirts that they showed and they both got yellow carded um, as a result. So... Um, There's also uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach's Marcus Turum. He scored a goal, went down on one knee after scoring. He's the the son of the uh, the French Lillian Turum from the 98 World Cup. Um, He made a, a message on Twitter saying, Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Together is how we move forward. Together is how we make a change. so yeah there's uh, it's been a lot of a lot of support for that which has been good to see it's good to see it's been it's been not just happening here it's international Uh, US born midfielder Weston McKinney he plays for Schalke and he had a tribute to George Floyd via an armband that he wore over his jersey justice for George Floyd One of the baddest men on the planet, Israel Adesanya, UFC champion. He attended rallies in Auckland, New Zealand, where he lives now. He's a, a black man living in New Zealand. Family's from Nigeria, I believe. So he was attending rallies, showing his support as well. And finally, the last note that I have here Floyd Mayweather. Love him or hate him. I've expressed my views on him before, but you got to commend him for being able to step up and saying that he's going to pay for the funeral costs for George Floyd and has put forth a lot of support financially for, for the causes. So, great move there by Mr. Mayweather. Thank you so much. It was also reported, I just saw... Kanye West made a sizable donation as well. Let me give you the details there. Donates $2 million to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Aubrey, Aubrey families. This includes setting up a college fund for Floyd's six-year-old daughter, Gianna. He made separate donations toward legal fees for Taylor, who was shot dead by police in her Louisville, Kentucky home and Aubrey shot dead by white men while jogging in Brunswick, Georgia. Additionally, he's donated to black-owned businesses across the country, including in his hometown of Chicago. Um, That came after fans and musicians have criticized major labels and streaming services for the lack of donations. Um, Warner Music Group says established a $100 million fund towards anti-racism causes on June the 3rd. Without specifying the organizations they donate to. Let's see. Um, apparently he also protested in his hometown, Chicago, from what I'm reading here. Looks like he was out without his wife or any of his children. That's all the info I have on that spot there. So thank you, Kanye West. I know the man has been up and down in terms of... Uh, where people stand with him but I'm glad he's on this side man this is so crazy we're getting Michael Jordan who never makes any statements has promoted statements in support of the Black Lives Matter movement and it showed his frustration at the police brutality that man is like does not make political statements whatsoever is. we just saw The Last Dance and he's there's a big section of that where he's speaks about his you know, lack of political action for better, for lack of better words. He has gone out and expressed his outrage. Kanye West has expressed his outrage and has shown his support now too. So, people who we didn't think might have may have been as tuned in are now paying attention, showing their support, and you know, showing their support in different ways. So, that just shows you where we've come. And, man. Yeah, I guess the Kanye stuff goes in the backdrop of what a lot of the record labels have been trying to do. It was reported that they were the ones organizing that whole Blackout Tuesday movement, and some people felt very weird about trying to co-opt the movement that was started by, you know, people who have profited off of the efforts... And contributions by black artists in the past, and a lot of those black artists haven't been compensated fairly. So I saw a lot of, you know, comments coming back to them saying, like, "Man, is this all you guys are doing? Putting little black squares on Instagram." A lot of people were upset about that too. So I decided on my end not to participate. I don't blame people who did, and I thank the people who, if you did participate, not tagging the hashtag, any of the the Black Lives Matter hashtags. Um, because they were taking away information, clogging up the feed on Instagram for people who kind of needed, uh, were looking for information on like rallies and like where they can get support and things of that nature. Um, so it kind of blocked out lines of communication on Instagram and Twitter and all the social medias for a while. So people were very upset on that regard. So I decided not to participate in one way or the other. I'm not going to blame people for participating if they want to. I just, that was just something I didn't. It was it was kind of off to me so I decided to step away so um that was my form of, like I guess addressing that kind of thing so teach some teach their own man um, I've made some posts in showing in solidarity that like hey man we have a history of showing support for the black community because I mean the brown Berets and the black panther parties have Worked together in the past. Now was in the '60s and '70s. So now is the time where I think that should definitely be felt. Now, in in LA in particular, I've seen a lot of positive images, positive messaging about the communities coming together, supporting each other. So that has been a good thing. That has been a good sight to see. Not everywhere. Still a lot of work to be needs to be done. Some people don't necessarily understand what's the ramifications of some of the actions and statements and whatnot. And we're really starting to see some people show their true colors. So it just shows there's a lot more work to be done and and whatnot. So like I said, I try not to be over too too over preachy and look at me, I'm so amazing, but You know, I'm not perfect. I'm trying to improve upon myself and how I have some certain biases. I acknowledge that and I'm looking to move forward. So do not be colorblind in this instance. Um, It is important to acknowledge that, have an understanding and just though some people statistically don't have it the same. There's a lot of things that I don't even realize are struggles for people in the Black community because I don't experience them, I don't see them, you know. As a light-skinned Latino, as like a white-passing Latino, like, there's a lot of stuff that I can kind of get away, like, I don't know, either get away with or just I just don't get exposed to. I acknowledge that, man. You know, having the. The background that I'm blessed to have lived in a diverse town growing up and just being able to come across people of all shapes, sizes, and colors, creeds, religion, everything. So that stuff isn't necessarily foreign to me. Not everybody has that that, uh, that same experience as I do. So I have to acknowledge that and just say, hey, just keep moving forward keep trying to to learn you can you never can stop learning I'm continuously you know figuring out ways that I could educate myself and you know just have some compassion understanding man I ain't perfect I'm trying to get better though so at least I acknowledge that and I hope other people do the same I think I've kind of said all I can on the subject um, there was a lot to kind of get into, man. I wasn't, as I mentioned, I wasn't expecting to kind of delve this deep into these these kind of topics, but there's a lot we need to do and, and there's certain parts of America that are kind of, that have been burning figuratively, literally, within their souls, certain properties. I've seen it. I feel it. I understand. I stand in solidarity with the movements, man. So Black Lives Matter, for sure. Justice for George Floyd defund the police, all that, man. Hashtag RIP George Floyd. I hope we can keep moving forward and really dig deep, look within ourselves to fight prejudice of all kinds and racism in particular. Because we've got many issues in America. A lot of them stem from what people call the original sin of slavery for this country so we need to educate ourselves understand where we come from as individual as a group as a nation regardless of whatever generation you you know you've been here and the reasoning for that so this world isn't perfect, but it doesn't mean we can't try to make it better and improve upon it. And I hope we move forward. I hope you learn something. And I hope we keep the march going, all right? Stay safe. Stay healthy. And God bless all of you. Support. Do what you can try to make substantive changes. We can't let the momentum stop for any particular reason. We have to continue aside from the prosecution against those four police officers in Minnesota, okay? The fact of the matter is we've had too many names to remember from the Oscar Grants, the Tamir Rices, Odin Lloyds. Too many. Sandra Bland. There's been too many. So keep fighting the good fight. And. Keep on surviving. Because that's all we can do. Alright. Push on to the next day. Alright. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. It's been. It's a lot of. Rambling on my part. I guess we'll end it this way. Final note. Black Lives Matter. Stay safe.